old guys with glasses tuning in live from Saucony Creek Tap Room. Come and have a beer. Show. Hello. <laughs> hey, Bob. What's happening? Hey, T-Bone. Wow. All right. So, I'm a little nervous. Where are we? <laughs> Walk me through this. <laughs> it, it, this this was. We didn't just meet at Studio One. No. Or Studio Two, or Studio A, or Studio B. <laughs> we took a road trip. We're on a road trip. We're on a road trip. We're traveling west, if you will. Yeah. All the way <laughs> to Kutztown. We are in Kutztown. Um, we went to the mighty Saucony Creek Brewery. Here we are. Yeah, and we have a, a special guest, so hello. Hello. We have Matt. Hello. Matt Lindemann. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having Thanks for coming over. Yeah. Glad to have you guys by. Thanks for having us. <laughs> so I, I guess we have to toast Matt for yeah. joining the show, right? Yeah. That's well, awesome. The, yeah, cheers. Yeah, cheers. Matt. Thanks for not making me log into this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. We, we do also have a, another guest in, in the audience with us. He's our um, a regular listener. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jason? How are you? Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're crowded. Yeah. But, man, what a, what a good time. Good space. We're, what, are we, what are you I'm drinking the, I'm drinking the um, Saucony Creek uh, Bachtoberfest. You got a few things going on over yeah, there, right? You've got them all lined up. I've got I've got four to drink here. I got is this flight. is this hashtag Kitbub drunk? Yeah, is <laughs> you're driving me home. That's all I care. About. <laughs> nice. You nice. can take your time on that drink. I'm just. That's right. I might reload over. Keep here. it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. What are you drinking? Um, I've got the Stonefly, and I think we've had it on the show before, and I I enjoy it. It's a good beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a tasty IPA. I've heard good things about Stonefly. Yeah. Are you drinking that too? I've, it's one of them. It's one of. Four. It's one of them. Do you know yeah. which one? No. You're just <laughs> grabbing it. Will I'll drink one. You've got a you got a nice little lineup yeah. going over there as yeah. well. Yeah. Usual suspects. Mm-hmm. Let me get Matt. What are you drinking? I'm drinking the Hop Suplex, which is our, the Imperial IPA. Oh, yeah, uh, that's good too. It's it's a fun one. It kicks your butt. That's for sure. Ten percent ABV and. Oh, I have that. Lots of nice, tasty honey additions. In addition, to, you know, a bunch of boutique aroma and floral hops. So it, uh, oh yeah, it definitely suplexes you. That's for sure. Yeah. After well, a I, few, I might have that. Hopefully, next. I make it through the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure you'll be fine. So if we, you know, this is straying a little bit from our normal, our normal path. We're a little bit earlier than we normally are. So some of our West Coast listeners might actually be <laughs> be happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it kind of falls a little bit earlier in their day, and um, so I'm I'm excited to be here. It was kind so of an, in, an interesting venture out. It yeah. is. I, I'm. This is. We've been wanting to try something new, and this is definitely something new. Is this the first remote yes. broadcast? It is the first remote. Yeah. All we need is we one plug at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we are honored. No, this is great. Yeah. I'm glad you guys came by, and and we do. Uh, you know, we're really excited about the beers we have on tap too. So you guys are getting a chance to. Try some special limited batch beers, and oh. uh, hopefully you guys enjoy. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if any of you grabbed the Harvest Moon Rising, uh, spelled R Y E. No, <laughs> yeah. little take on uh, on a musical note, but 
uh, that's our local our local uh, harvest ale. It was uh, wet hopped and dry hopped from uh, a hop hill farm nearby here, about four miles away, and some local oh, dry malt. And uh, that was our little tribute to the changing weather of the fall. So um, that one, uh, we only got to make 15 barrels of it. We didn't really distribute any of it. And so you, you got to get it here at the tap room. So it's local exclusive. Very much so. Yeah. Oh, so I'm glad cool. you guys get, get your hands on that. I think we have one keg left. And you gotta you gotta stop in here to try it. So this yeah. is nice too. He just talks about it and it just appears. And it just appears. <laughs> yeah, thanks to, thanks to Ian, uh, the magical beer just well, appears. Cheers to Ian. So yeah. <laughs> Ian, what are you doing every Monday night? <laughs> okay, um, that's great. Let's back up a little bit. This is we're in a we're in your brewery. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're in the we're in the temporary tap room. I guess we could call this. I don't know. Uh, we don't really have an official name. It was a, this was our, our impromptu tap room until uh, the front of the, the rest of the uh, construction's finished for our gastro pub. So uh, we're, uh, we're surviving with like, you know, seating for like 35 people in here. <laughs> well, do you guys, do you guys brew the beer back here? Or Everything is, that, is brewed through those right. doors. Okay. Directly through the, yes. yeah. Yeah. All those pallets you see is finished beer ready to go out the door. All those pallets right there are actually heading up That's to cool. Boston uh, this coming, or this week, I guess. We launched the Massachusetts market uh, later this week, and uh, we, brew, uh, we brew about 4,500 barrels a year in the back. Uh, every barrel's 31 U.S. gallons, so get your calculators out. I, I'm not sure what that. So hop on that. We're not supposed to do math on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say no, it's a lot. No, no, it's a lot. No, I mean it's you know it's it, it realistically it's not in comparison to other breweries it's really not that much beer it's it's um it's uh, a great place for us to be at after a couple years uh, at, we're about two and a half years old and we unfortunately Nick isn't able to be here but Nick Michio who came in as our head brewer about a year ago now um, has. You know, taking over the at the helm, and he's he's back there brewing every day, and he's got a great crew behind him. So, big compliments to that all those guys for the beers that are in front of you. Um, I, I can't take any more credit for the day-to-day hands-on brewing. I I was the homebrew hobbyist that founded oh. the brewery, but uh, I've stepped away and l- allowed the the real pros to take well, over. Well, that's what so. I was <laughs> going to ask you. Like, yeah. how do you get to how how do you get to well, how do you how do you get to being a homebrew person first, what what got you interested, and then take me to the to the through the story of how you got to here. Yeah, <coughs> so uh, what, it's you, been an interesting. I saw adventure. your bio online. You said you got into brewing when you were thirteen in Belgium or something. Well, is that <laughs> I think that was where I discovered or where I had my first beers, and then you know I was happened to be in a region of the world that is arguably considered the best brewers in the world, especially, you know, the Trappist brewers of Belgium. But um, yeah, I I spent uh, a very lucky uh, 17 years of my life traveling the globe uh, as a professional rollerblade uh, halfpipe skater with X Games. And then I I was with uh, doing professional snowboard events and traveling in the winter months for that. And uh, I got to experienced good beer early on you know in the early mid 90s as it was just kind of taking off here in the states and uh i got to beat you know being 21 uh by 
learning well first of all being out of the country and getting to discover beers and then you know down the road uh, getting into home brewing uh, and, I, and I had a good crew of friends uh, at the time I was living uh, on the west coast and I was also then in in the eastern Sierras and there was just a lot of great West Coast influence on the IPAs. Where was uh, your Where was your home base when you were uh, when you were on the West Coast? Like, uh, it, it it originated in Orange County, California. Uh-huh. Uh, I was in the Huntington Beach area, and then I spent uh, nine years up in Mammoth Lakes, California, uh, chasing the snow. Uh, and then, and you know there was just there was a lot of great things coming out of the West Coast, and that was the that was sort of the a bit of the birthplace and we also were lucky enough being where how close we are to Delaware here we we had all the influence of dogfish had growing up yeah. you know from 1995 on and and uh, that's where we my family vacation down in the southern Delaware beaches and you know we got to watch and 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 witness the that whole phenomenon of Sam Calla Jones baby growing up and uh, you know it's it's I've, I was just I was a fan that soaked it in and I think, like many breweries that are opening these days, uh, took a homebrew hobby and went overboard with it. Well, it was like I moved to Seattle in the early '90s and like during the grunge years. And what else was coming up, as well as grunge of those days, was our, in the Northwest. Oh, or the a North, lot of, yeah, the was, Northwest. Red Hook the same, was yeah. Red Hook, which was originally uh, eventually bought out by Budweiser, I think. But they were like a, one of them, and there was a Wind, Windmere, I think. Yep. And, Yep. There were a lot of brewers that were coming out of the Northwest at that I, time. Uh, I'm a huge fan of of uh, the like just well like really just the West Coast, yeah. You know it, style in general. Uh, you know, but I'm an East Coast kid, so it was uh, it was taking some of that style and always realizing I get I think deep down in my heart that I was going to be coming back home. Yeah. And so we we brought it back here, and obviously there were there were many trailblazers ahead of us that, that did this before we did. I mean we're we're babies in the craft beer world. We're only two and a half years old at Saucony Creek, but um, those in those those early kind of rebellious influencers were the reason that I got into it. Yeah. Uh, everyone from a Ken Grossman at Sierra Nevada uh, to a more recent uh, you know discovery like Dogfish and Sam Calhoun. I. I look at all of those folks um, as the the pioneer trailblazers that allowed a little brewery like Saucony Creek to exist. Um, even even you know go the route of, of Jim Cook and, and Boston Beer Company. Those guys uh, spent lots of time, lots of money, lots of years uh, educating everyone. Yeah, on what, how to drink good beer. Good basically. beer, right, right, right. And that that allowed us to exist. Really. Well, did. I'm just curious how you you and, and your friends. Know, get from you're sort of doing it as a hobby. Yeah. So you maybe you're. I guess you were a, an athlete. I was. To, to a certain degree. So at some point, you're probably saying to yourself, "I got to find something else to do." Like, how do you get to the point where you're like, "You know what? That's, I that's wanna, this is what I want." That's get the there? answer right there. I. I well, number one, yes, you can't be an athlete forever. Yeah. Uh, so that was no. To, to I'm, come I'm, real. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's too late. It's, it's too late, it's Debo. Oh, man. <laughs> It's you know, too late. <laughs> you want to dust off your old rollerblades? Yeah. I do. I do now. <laughs> yeah. We can. 
We can make some magic happen. Yeah, they're, they've got a big parking lot out there. I'm sure you could get warmed we'll up. Let you, we'll <laughs> let you rollerblade the, the Maple Mistress 5K. There we, there we go. There we go. Who's going to push? Who's going to push? <laughs> uh, you have to dress as the, the pirate girl, though. Done. Just, all right. Deal. That's good. I don't have to dust that out. Just, <laughs> just, just everyday clothes. Right. There we go. That's right. Um, no, it, you know, it was a bit of, well, I went through some, some major injuries that changed my entire outlook on my my day-to-day decision-making yeah. on what I was going to do, uh, you know, as far as uh, the next big trick or competition or whatever. Right. And uh, after, after you go through enough beating your body up, you know, uh, I, and my, my what I consider the final straw for me was I did, I broke my hip and femur uh, three years ago. Um, and that was, uh, it was right at the time that I had started the licensing of the brewery. And that was my uh, big sign of, hey, <laughs> this is over. And it's time to Stop focus, doing on, this, it's time to do focus this. on the new project. So. so how do you go from, like, because I have a few friends who are, are brewing their own beer. Yeah. And they just keep doing that. And right. So how do you go from, and it's, the ground is fertile now because there's everybody, yeah. there's a lot of really good uh, brewers, especially in Pennsylvania coming out. And, and this is a great place to do it. So how do you go from like doing it yourself to saying, because <clears throat> I don't, you, I'm looking back there and you're, you're, you said you're shipping out to Massachusetts now, but it didn't yeah. start out that way. No, not definitely not. And, and uh, do you have a, like, did you have, you said this is your second location. Did you have a, uh, a small place where people could come in and drink it first? We didn't, we unfortunately did not. And so we had to face the challenge and, and to start, I guess, with the, you know, the answer of, uh, Going from the homebrew hobby to a commercial brewery was, and still is, every day a major challenge. Yeah. Uh, there are plenty of times that I question why I'm not just homebrewing still. Yeah. Because it's a lot of stress and it's a lot of crap and it's a very tough industry right now um, for everyone. And even those that have been around for a long time, I don't really know that anybody uh, has any knowledge indication no matter how many years or data you have it's like it's very volatile right now and nobody knows what's going to happen because there's four thousand breweries in the country now and there's a million SKUs on the shelves and it's a challenge it really is uh but there there is a really darn good feeling when you see people enjoying your beers on the shelf it was that same enjoyable feeling when friends drank your home homebrewed beers and now it's it's at a whole other level and we've got a fantastic team here at Saucony that is making world-class beers consistently and people are becoming fans of ours and that it just it, it makes I think everybody at every level here at the brewery feel wonderful you know uh, from somebody making a comment on Instagram or, or Facebook to you know the, the recent GABF medal we took it, it doesn't matter who it is, every compliment means the world to us. And, and so at the end of the day, all the stress, all the, all the craziness is worth it when you see people enjoying yeah. your hard work. Um, but, but how did you go, like, how, I wanted to know, that, what's that little was, switch? Like it was, <laughs> you, you, you got another friend who's like, let's do this. And I don't know, how do you, how do you, how do you get to be some people, uh, the grocery stores or whoever are, you know, package stores are buying your, your cases yeah. of beer? I mean, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit in everything I did. And to be honest, the, the trigger that, that's, that put me over the fence 
was actually reading Sam Jones' book, uh, Brewing Up a Business. Uh-huh. Uh, and it took me two times reading it, but I finally, there was something there where I knew I needed to do something else because the, the career as an action sport athlete was over. And uh, I did go spend some time working, you know, like the normal job for about yeah. a year <laughs> and realized like this, I just, it doesn't work for me. Right, right. My passion for just the things that I do on a day to day, I have to, have to be able to express them and I can't just go and and I can't just go and and fulfill someone else's dream yeah I I was spoiled with that growing up because I was tossed into this world of uh like a a blooming action sports world you know right as it became popular on television Right. right when it turned into what we all know it as and uh and so I you know, I, I was desperate to find something, something else yeah. that was similar in industry and made me feel good about getting up every morning right. and, and fighting for fighting <clears throat> for it. Whether you know I was going to crash and burn or succeed didn't even matter to me. Right. Yeah, and I so. think that's really awesome because it, you know it's that whole philosophy: follow your folly, right? Follow that thing that makes you makes you happy. And you've gotten an opportunity, obviously, to do it twice on a you know, fairly significant level, you know, with your action so. sports <laughs> career and, and well, I mean, yeah, I look around, yeah, you're, you're doing something and, it, you know, it's, it's, I can't, I can't wait to see, you know, what happens next, you know, the next step in, in what you guys are doing, but, you know, to have a local, a local company that, you know, we can kind of say, you know, I was drinking a beer with Matt Wynn. that's kind of cool I mean that and that's what feels good for us too we want and it's part of this cool little temporary you know interim tap room right now is um, we had discussions uh, Ian and myself earlier as we had some patrons here at the bar Uh, you know they were the patrons that were here this evening were kind of upset about the front opening they were like it's gonna get too busy it's gonna be we, yeah, we, yeah. we enjoy that we were those like first adopters that came in and and felt something special of the family you know like we we don't want to give that up <laughs> right they're like can we keep this little tap room here and like close it off to the rest of the public and like <laughs> just only, for us yeah, yeah you know and, and actually i mean it sparked some some great ideas so you never know what's going to happen but um you know we appreciate all that we we're the the reason we got to brewing world-class very high quality ingredient focused beers is because we're we're discerning customers ourselves and we want the best we want we want something that not everybody else can get and that makes us feel good when we find those secret hidden gems and so um it is going to be a change when the front opens but we're excited to get it open we think uh i mean i i i know from our head chef tim to our head brewer Nick, these guys are going to blow minds up front with the combination and pairings of food and beer, and I think it's going to really uh, set Saucony aside from every other brewer in in the Eastern PA area. Um, and don't get me wrong, I, the Eastern PA scene is fantastic right now. Uh, we're happy to be a part of it. I think that this kind of tri-state region right now, mid-Atlantic even. Mid-Atlantic region is just kicking butt, and we're 
I think playing I think we're done playing catch up to that West Coast scene and that Colorado scene and and we've sort of come into our own and there's a heck of a lot of great beers being brewed out of this area from a, a countless amount of breweries so it's a pretty cool thing happening right now well you know I was I like what you said on your website about <coughs> uh, I used to work for a, a farm-to-table restaurant okay before I worked there I that concept wasn't really I'd never heard of it before, but um, the idea that you that you uh, use ingredients from this area to, to to make the beer, and this is a great, I'm sure this is a great place to grow hops, period, just because the soil and, and the latitude and everything like that, but um, <coughs> I'm guessing that, I, I don't know if there's if other brewers do the same thing, but, you know, the thing that I learned working there is if you went to a farm-to-table restaurant here in Pennsylvania and then went to a farm-to-table restaurant in Texas and ate the same thing, it would taste different because yes. because the, the water is different and, and the animals eat different different grass and everything is different and so that's what makes it special and I yeah. think that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I don't know if I'm, you know, I'm that much discerning taste, but that would set you apart if that's sort of what yeah. Well, and you're nailing it on the head. I mean, that's that. There is a even just influence from what's able to be grown in that region. Right. Um, it is it is part of our mission. We we strive to use as much local sourced grown ingredients as we can. It's much more difficult on the beer. Um, yeah. There's there's just uh there's certain hop varieties and there's certain malts that just we can't it's do it as well here. in this yeah. area uh so we do as best the best that we can it is much easier on the food side yeah. with the kitchen and chef tim is uh phenomenal with the connections he's made with all the local uh butchers creameries farmers growers um that he is he? I, I really think people are going to be blown away with what he does on the on the food side. So a lot of that, the majority of that stuff is going to be sourced locally, then. Yeah, right? absolutely. No Coke or Pepsi products. No, no Cisco. No U.S. Foods. Everything's local. Kutztown uh, soda. Kutztown soda. Yeah. It's right here, right here on the chalkboard. Oh, I didn't see it. Kutztown birch beer. Kutztown birch beer. Yeah. It's by the way, it's pretty Kutztown cheap and too. And, uh, it's got yeah, a good price. So. You know, it, that's part of what we care about. I mean, that's, and then we're not the only brewery out there that, that cares about that. And we're all focused on that. We think that's what keeps this whole thing sustainable. And um, and as more and more breweries are added to the landscape, you know, the more the more it demands us to be special. And and a lot of that is, you know, being local. Um, even though we may be distributing to outside markets, uh, there's there's a special experience coming to the brewery, and that's what makes it fun to go go visit a number of different places in different areas, because uh, you're always going to see a different a different landscape, and yeah. that's part of the beauty of it. Uh, same same with all you know. Let's take it more agricultural as far as the differences from one winery to the other. Yeah. Um, you know that is where the soil and climate and variety of grapes uh, all play such extreme roles into what those wineries can do. Uh, we don't have necessarily that 
same intensity in the agricultural side, uh, but um, you know, it, it does matter when you're adding these these extra ingredients, you know, from different fruits and spices and yeah uh, and whatnot. And that's I think that's what's going to make it. It's going to make one brewery stand out from the other brewery down the road. And you you your intention with with the restaurant is to do the same thing as absolutely farm to if not more um, because we have access to more <coughs> local. Um, so yeah, it'll be a very fun. Uh, it'll be a very fun experience with both food and beer. Uh, both will be as crafty as the other, and uh, I think both Chef Tim and Nick, as they're working side by side, are going to to really create a, a an epic experience for everyone. And Kutztown's just that kind of area, you know. I mean, it has farms. It's got farmers markets. You know, it just has like that local stuff. You know that you can get. You can't get that everywhere. Yeah, and there's also the there's also the university. So there's like you know there's there's the there's that vibe going on there as well. It's a nice little. The university provides a perfect little mix of diversity to yeah. some generations long farms that surround us at you know 340 degrees around the brewery here. Right. <laughs> I mean, we're, you know we are we are surrounded by farming. So. Um, I had T-Bone on the way out. I'm like, is it in Kutztown? It's way, it looks like it's out. But no, it's in Kutztown. But I guess it'd be just, it, we're right past Kutztown. Yeah, yeah, we're about a quarter mile past, past the university. I, but we are technically, you know, we're Kutztown address. But um, yeah, the university especially, uh, and, and there's some really fun things going on that we work with some departments at KU on uh, because they have been growing their science departments. But um, Kutztown being... And where we're located. I mean, we're an hour from Philly. We're an, an hour and a half from New York. We get a nice mix of uh, different different students coming in for for a, a strong liberal arts and 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 art school, and now a growing science department. Where um, it's a great it's a great mix of culture, you know, and, and mix it in with our our local natural growing and everything else and um, it's perfect you know and did, we you, did you grow up here in Kutztown? I did yeah. I grew up in Kutztown that's why that's how I ended that's, that's how the brewery ended up here yeah. see I, I I want nothing to do with my hometown and I, I find it interesting I, I mean I love going there no I don't no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but the fact that you have traveled Joe the world. Joe lives in his hometown. Oh, right. you guys know I'm a big hometown. You're a homie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a hometown. Sure. So I really appreciate that about Matt. He was he was all around the world. Came back to Kutztown. <laughs> I really like I'm that. I'm going to drop anchor right yeah. here. Don't right get me back. wrong. I still have to spend lots of time traveling so I feel normal. Yeah, right. But I, I do love it here. I mean, this is home. So so when, you, when, you, when you're out, it's, it's Matt going out and having dinner or something. And on tap, you see a variety of beers. <laughs> Do you naturally go to your own beer, or do you do you try other things, or have you tried everything? <laughs> That's a good or, question. No. You know, I mean, it's one of those you, things. Because you, you only is, listen to this podcast. I, I only. Right? I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, I, I, I'm, no, no, I'm not Bob. Bob listens just on repeat. Loop, 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 loop. And, uh, I, th I've gotten this question a million times from people like standing next to me at a bar. Yeah. And uh, I do enjoy drinking our beer when I'm out and about um 
It so does that piss you off? Yeah. I gotta pay full on, price. Right. And, 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 I was gonna say it makes me cringe on the price. But <laughs> no, right. Eight bucks a Come on, I made that. Free. <laughs> so, it's the circle of life. You know, I'm only gonna all... see two dollars of this beer co- money come back. Well, that's that's true. It's, it's that. <laughs> but it, I mean, that's the circle of life, and we do love to support the bars that are great to to supporting us and and whatnot. But um, no, I I love to try as many unique different beers as I can uh, when there's a beer that's gaining hype in the magazines or, mm-hmm. or on the apps and websites I want to I want to know about it I want to put my lips on it too just like everybody else does uh, but then at the same time I mean there's a reason that the beers we make go out the door I we all really love them here at Saucony so I enjoy those are like those comfort beers for me I like to grab one when I'm out and about and and if I see it at a play, at a establishment where, you know, maybe I haven't been before or, or haven't frequented recently, I will absolutely grab it and support the fact that they purchased our beers. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, is, are you drinking your favorite beer? Hot or? Suplex is one of them. Um, oh, by the way, it's very good. It oh, is. It is good. Are you drinking that right now? No, I had I had it last time. You I, I got to drive you home. Yeah. Well, I. Don't pretend like that isn't your second tall glass. There's a, there's a really small brewer up in uh, uh, Seelands Grove, Pennsylvania called the Seelands Seelands Brewing Company. I don't know if you've heard of Seelands Grove. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. They make a triple that is is like a ten percent, and they only they will only sell you two because it must be a law against because it's like ten or twelve something. You can taste the alcohol, but it's so well balanced yeah. that I think that's some really good. Very, like I just it has a lot of flavor. Thank you. Well, there is, uh, we do a, a, lot going on there. a major honey addition in the brewing process, plus uh, a very healthy dosing of uh, dry hopping and uh, with some, some nice florally uh, boutique hops. And, you know, I mean, the whole point was to have a nice kind of citrus boom yeah, in your, in your you face. And you can taste uh, hence the graphic on the label with the... Uh, little uh, hop cone wrestlers. Now, who does? Each other. Do you have one artist that does all your labels? Uh, there's actually two artists involved. Um, the hop suplex graphic is done by Steven Livensberger. Uh, he's a uh, local uh, Schuylkill County kid. He's just raised, born and raised just north of us here, and he went to KU for graphic design. And you know a lot of those people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did uh, art education myself. Oh, right on. Yeah. Well. The same with our other artist. Yeah. She's an art education major out of KU. Yeah. And uh, she's still, she is teaching uh, elementary art. And then she does some labels on the side. That's, <laughs> so, nice. that's cool. Yeah, uh, Danielle Scotland. So she and Steven uh, do everything visual that's involved with the brewery, whether it's labels or posters or coasters or you name it, any of the POS that, that you'd see out and about. Um, those two are the, uh, they are the visual creative minds that are putting it, uh, they're getting it out of my brain and putting it on paper. I, I was going to say, <laughs> do you do you give the suggestions and then they kind of run yeah. with it and they come back to you and you go, nah, I don't like that, but do this. Well, I mean, we, we all roundtable a lot of ideas, but I mean, not just the three of us, meaning Danielle, Steven, and myself, between Nick, uh, our taproom staff, our brewing staff, we all sit around and, and roundtable a lot of ideas. Um, 
and I'll sleep on a lot of those ideas and we'll, you know, goes one way or the other, but um, those guys are very good at translating something that I, you know, my brain just spits out and that doesn't make sense to most. Those guys are able to translate it and and put it into a, a perfect little package. Mm-hmm. So, so you're the hammer, so when they come <laughs> up with these really awful ideas, smash, smash, and then... <laughs> that sounds so horrible, but maybe, I guess. <laughs> Hulk smash. I, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> we're actually in the midst of, of, a, of a rebrand for a, a bunch of labels just to kind of tie it all in a little bit more to my past from the action sports world and, you know, growing up in that that era and world of, you know, Warp Tour and X Games and the like. I was kind of wondering about that because I knew, I was like aware of you before today. So, you know, like you kind of have some notoriety with that world and you're probably friends, I would imagine, or at least, uh, you know, somewhat friends with some of the big names in that world, right? Yeah, I still stay in touch with a lot of those Yeah, guys, does that yeah. give you anything, you know, with as far as this venture I could, goes? I mean, does that I get you we, anywhere? You know, we... Oh, yeah, I like this. <laughs> Filming a commercial on a half pipe? Done. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, if you know some people that are super famous in that yeah, world... Yeah, and can you introduce and, us? And, you know, to maybe they yeah. do you some favors. Actually, we have a friend I don't know. who makes uh, commercials and does sports. Alec. Oh, yeah, Alec. Yeah. He was a guest <laughs> on the show, yeah. Alec, what? Alec? Alec I mean, he's only done a few, but... Okay, he, no, he, don't know the name. There was, there was an Alec that I worked with at one point, but not the same guy no but you know like i mean if you're gonna go to one guy it's tony hawk probably you know and then you got of course some of the yeah. other like biggest names in skateboarding and and you know the other i, those I can kind of say sports. this uh i have sent lots of beer to lots of friends yeah they all are supportive but i can't afford to get their endorsement right. because we all got to make money. Sure. Um, however, uh, we are working on doing a lot more, and uh, we, you know, we've we've stocked the buses for Nitro Circus and stuff like that. And Chad Kagey, especially, he's old roommate of mine, pro BMX guy, and he's he's part of the Nitro family. Um, he's a home brewer as well, and really into the craft beer scene. Uh, he and Nate Wessel spend have spent time here at the brewery. They both are, as soon as Chad's healthy again, he he uh, went through a real bad injury at X Games this year. Uh, we're planning on doing a fun brewing day weekend together down here and stuff I was like that. Let's say guest so, brewer, yeah, come yeah. in. You know, every six months you have a different guest brewer. Yeah. And they, Gretchen and, Weiler too yeah. is on the the agenda. She and her husband. Um, she was an Olympic snowboard medalist, half pipe, super pipe, and uh, we traveled a bunch together for a long time. Her and her husband started a company called Alex Bottle, and uh, it's a you know eco-friendly water bottle system that actually you can screw it apart in the middle of the bottle to be able to put it into the dishwasher. So you know how some of the some of the eco bottles are tough to wash yeah. because oh, there's a yeah. small nozzle on the top yeah. or whatever. This you can take apart, and I brought up the idea to them. It's an obvious a, idea, isn't it? It's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they nailed it, too. It's, a, it's an awesome product, and we're now working on doing some 64-ounce uh, Alex bottles with them so that we can translate them into being beer growlers that you can open up and put in the dishwasher because 
the biggest pain to a growler is cleaning it. So there's a yeah. seal in the middle. Correct. And they just, awesome. yeah. yeah. So those I'll guys are, those. are working on, you know, we're I'm working on some stuff with them. And, uh, and oh, yeah. uh, where are they? They Where's are smart? out of Southern California. Yeah, okay. yeah they're in uh, North County, yeah. San Diego. Um, so yeah, Chris Hotel and, and Gretchen Glyler, they've got, I mean, they're, uh, they're, again, it, you know, two just rad people that have another great idea yeah. and hopefully we can all collaborate and do fun things together. I'm sure that would spread throughout the, you know, growlers are great. I mean, it's so I, I will put this out here. He just said the word rad, which makes us really old. <laughs> Wait a minute. Only if you can name the main cast from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Are you so old that, like, wasn't that, you didn't use that? No, like, no, it was, was, yeah, okay. I was just on the top side of that. On the after <laughs> okay. side, like yeah. I was before that. Yeah. This is like a Goonies type. Right, yeah. right. Like people who watch the Goonies, you're probably a Goonies fan. I love the Goonies. See, the Goonies is, I was already too old for the Goonies. <laughs> you were, really? You were too old for the Goonies? We, we've talked about this before. The Goonies is a terrible show. movie to me. I mean, no, it, was really? a, it was a fantastic <laughs> movie. But it was terrible if to you me. Were, if you were if 10, you were years, 10 younger years younger old. than us. Yes. I am 10 my years brother, than you. I know, My right? brother thinks it's one of the best movies ever. Yeah. He's like 10 years older than me. Younger. younger. Than me. younger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the cutoff. And that was rad. Yeah, that was right. <laughs> that's funny. Well, so I have to deal with, and I think it's so cheesy, but I I did the Disney movie Brink, uh, where it was like it was like rad, but a, a rollerblade movie. Right. Uh, that Disney did a whole series of made-for-TV movies, and I looked, <laughs> I like I did most of the stunts for a couple of the characters, and I everybody recognizes my name for that, and I'm like, gosh, that's you were one of the people that watched that. Like, like you're. I just to me that it was just so cheesy. Right, right, right. It was a cheesy Disney made for TV yeah. movie. But yeah. um, I'll run into some <laughs> folks. Like I'll run into kids that are like 21, 22 now coming in here for beers, and they're and they'll they'll say like, oh yeah, I love Brink. I'm like, wow, you're the one that watched it. You're, you're the one. <laughs> that's that's, that's no. crazy. How would they? But you were like a stunt double, right? Or no? Yeah, but it was it was advertised pretty heavily. Oh, that the, you're um, in it. Through the action sports world, there was like a handful of us between okay. guys that were notable names yeah. at the time. I got did you. all the. I, I'm just the thinking if, if you're not like no, your I name's not on it, I how would even an actual, anybody know? I wasn't a character. Right. Like, my name wasn't a character, but yeah. I I played a or I did stunts for a few yeah. of the characters. So it's just <laughs> super silly. Uh, it's you know. Yeah, but remember that movie you were a stunt double for. No, no, you weren't. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I was in a movie. At least I was in a movie. <laughs> oh, that was only true. 15 you, minutes long. Hey, <laughs> you were in a movie. Uh, we would yeah. love to hear about it. Danielle says, don't oh. forget about Luke. Oh, Who's, Danielle's uh, talking to us online? Yeah. yeah oh, hey, Danielle's Danielle. In. How are you? Uh, <laughs> she, she's speaking of Luke Winan, who's our, our uh, newest addition to the brewery team. He, uh, he and I actually traveled a long time. Uh, snowboarding together. Luke's uh, Luke's another Berks County native. He's from Reading, and uh, we, by random chance, became neighbors in Mammoth Lakes, California. And he was on the U.S. snowboard team for a long time. Became a pro mountain biker after that. Did you already know and, he was uh, from the area, or no? You found that out? Well, I knew who he was. Yeah. You know, but we never we weren't. He was he's a few years older than me, and we never really were friends here. But we became best became best friends 
living in Mammoth Lakes, California. It's kind of crazy for anybody from this area to become a snowboarder. <laughs> it's not really like a big thing here. Man, you know what? Uh, Doe Mountain. Bear now, Creek. Now Bear Creek. Yeah. Bear Creek, yeah. I'll tell you what, that 500-foot vertical yeah. <laughs> leads me straight into the bar. I love that place now. They've, re- they've redone the whole And it's town. nice. But no, it's it's, really it is nice. kind of crazy. It's that tiny, but it's there's nice. Like, you think about the number of guys that made it like big time out of the east coast and like i mean some years some years it doesn't even really snow yeah yeah like they make snow but it's (laughs) some years it doesn't really snow that much underneath our name it said that we were from here but none of us were actually riding here we were all out west yeah of course you know yeah um that was that was just our hometown even i I was lucky on the, the skate side because i grew up here and you know some of the original skate parks of the area were Shimerville and Cheap Skates and yeah. uh, FDR was down in Philly. I mean, we had the skate park thing and scene here was insane back in the early mid '90s, um, even into the early 2000s. But yeah, you're right. I mean, on the snow side of things, yeah. it was we were we were. But you just kind of made the transition from from uh, we, skating think, into. I did because yeah. I, I always did both. I was just an action sports nerd. Like I was yeah. just a fan. I, I yeah. surfed and skateboarded and rode oh, BMX yeah? a little bit, and I just did everything. I did just it, I happened to be really good at rollerblade halfpipe, yeah. and so I made so I had the opportunity to make money doing it. That's and awesome. then I always loved snowboarding. And when I kind of felt burned out from the skate thing, I, I said, "Well, uh, I feel like I can." I, I did it on skates. I, I think I can probably go do it over here, and and I went and just, you know, threw my body around and and hoped for the best. So and when when you were talking about that femur and hip, how skating. many times have you done have broken that as a as a as a beer guy? Have you have you broken <laughs> since, your femur and, since, and hip? It's brewing beer. It's brewing beer. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not a high. It's not a high Every impact. Every time I activity. was on top of the ladder, dry hopping a, a fermenter, <laughs> yeah. I was nervous it's about slippery. falling. Yeah. Well, I, I, last week I did see you and Nick up there, and I was like, oh, they're up there. Yeah. If I was right. holding onto the railing, I had my uh, disclaimer to OSHA. I had my harness on. Uh, no, <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, yeah, uh, I feel much safer brewing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, my hip and femur was skating. It was skating. Uh, yeah, I was I was doing a uh, skateboarding. A, no, rollerblade halfpipe. Sorry. Is that? I mean, yeah. I'm. This may sound ignorant because I, you know maybe in the scene it's still going on. But what happened to rollerblades? You know, it, it's it's <laughs> sort of vanished. It it kept its popularity outside the U.S. Oh, okay. Uh, Europe and Asia, big time. I mean, it really vanished. Like you did. couldn't find it. It did, and that was a little bit of my. You know, that was a, a bit of my motivation on like, hey, I'm gonna go. I've always snowboarded as long as I've rollerbladed i'm gonna go give it a shot and see what i can do with you know i'm gonna enter a couple contests and it seems like you got into that at the right time too because that wasn't really at least in my mind i'm outsider but you know it seems like that started to take off a little bit as the rollerblading started to wane a little bit it was right at the same time that uh that you know the 2002 uh, Salt Lake Olympics yeah. happened. Yeah. The U.S. swept the podium. Yeah, and, and you know, then Sean White gets famous, right. like super famous. Right. You know, yeah. but that crew, the that crew, both men and women, uh, in Salt Lake, just 
got a lot of attention for that. It was the same as, you know, I, I spent a lot of time over the years training with Olympic coaches or uh, uh, Olympic gymnastic coaches and, and athletes when I was working on double and triple backflips and whatnot. And um, it's the same thing. Those yeah. girls with the, the U.S. gymnastics team in 96 in Atlanta yeah. kicked butt, swept everything, and became rock stars. And yeah, all of a sudden gymnastics that, takes off. Right, and, and, yeah. and, and that happened for snowboarding in 2002, yeah. and that was, that was the breakthrough where, and there's debate to this because it's the same thing as our patrons in here saying, oh, we don't really want the front to open because we don't want this little gem to become too yeah. big right i don't want i don't it want all the these athletes snow, taking right. over snowboarders and didn't want it to become too mainstream and too big because they had this hidden little industry and world of theirs and culture of of ours you know that we wanted to hold on to and we didn't want to yeah. share it with everyone yeah. yeah and and so there was a there was a give and take that had to go on yeah. but you know at, at the end of the day when when somebody's gonna pay you more money and do more things you know business yeah. business happens so yeah. it's, it is what it is yeah it used to be a snowboarder if you were snowboarding everybody else was skiing you were kind of the renegade well, yeah. I remember it's like that. now everybody it actually, actually kind of like shifted then a bit where you know then the ski the ski world and you know started to especially the the free skiers of of now started to be the rebels yeah. fighting against the ski it's world because right. they wanted to be segregated from what we or what the general yeah. public thinks of as a skier. Yeah. Are skiers and, and snowboarders so, natural enemies? I think I think that that's <laughs> they were I think one that time. that's dis disappeared yeah. now. Yeah. I, yeah. We all, I mean I know especially in Mammoth when I was living there, um, and and it's also different. <laughs> we we were traveling together too. You got to realize we were all at a lot of the same events together. People used to ask that question about the whole hate. Relationship with rollerblading to skateboarding and skateboarding to oh, BMX similar. and all these yeah. things. Um, when you at the professional level, when we were all traveling together, we were all hanging out. Yeah, I mean, I lived with two BMX pros. I have yeah, a lot you're of going out to the bars afterwards. You're hanging, we're all out, hanging out. You're drinking it, beer. It was a little bit of like right. the sort of made up like. Well, I think I think it was front, real. You know? it, I I'm, I love to ski. I'm a skier. Yeah, and I oh. I am absolutely awful one of them. <laughs> at at snowboard, but you know when I was younger, skiing snowboarders were awful at snowboarding. They were really <laughs> bad at doing it because it was so new, and so you're you're coming yeah, down, you're getting knocked was, over by yeah. by snowboarders three or four times. F those guys, fuck them. They can't. <laughs> they yeah. got one board. I got two. I. And yeah. you know, but you know, but as as they got better, you know, it's it's interesting now. I love my my brother snowboards, and and we go together. He used to be a skier. We'll go together, and there'll be places that he can go better because his board's wider. Right. And you know, it, it just translates to powder a little bit better than than my skis do. Yeah, and you've and, seen the influence of that into the new technology and the ski oh, yeah. industry, and yeah. and you know, all of this kind of doubles back to the whole craft beer world not to interrupt you yeah but how the fuck did we get to skiing and snowboarding and welcome and to my beer crazy life. <laughs> and 
We're, we're a technology <laughs> podcast, so we're we're well, nowhere, just talking to talk nowhere about, near. We're just going to start talking about technology. Oh, yeah. All right, let's How go. Snowboard technology influenced I know, right? technology. I couldn't well, wait know. to get into this. To the, you know, the skating. <laughs> I know the, the sports, no. sports ball. <laughs> I just say welcome to my crazy life. It's it's a it's it's a it's a bit it's a bit all over. You know what's place, interesting but, yeah. is that you were talking about. We've been talking about. Um, <laughs> How the snowboarders didn't want it to go mainstream because they wanted their. And last week we were talking about. I thought of that uh, as you were saying. There were huge uh, Apple fans, if anybody didn't know. But um, <laughs> we were talking about how, like, 10 years ago we were watching the keynotes with Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. We were talking about Steve Jobs. And back then, before the iPhone, nobody really. It was like you, know, was, you knew a little a secret. Or a nerd right, or something. Yeah. And, and I appreciate that because I grew up on Apple from, from an Apple II on. My dad was. Oh, uh, wow. My dad did his computer programming stuff and that, mathematical I mean, science at Lehigh. Did you have the uh, the Kutztown? Were you at Kutztown High School, right? Yep. And you but, guys had the laptops there. Well, my dad implemented that program with uh, Mark and Eric Erb, and yeah. uh, then actually uh, uh, Eric and my dad started working for Apple uh, on the professional development oh. side, uh, oh. implementing the program around the country. Uh, Eric was one of my teachers in high school. Oh, really? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and I worked. Uh, I did. Uh, Where? Where? Yeah. No I'd shit. like to welcome yeah. everybody did. to the Cho store. <laughs> the Cho show. Well, you know, That's we know awesome. some same people. <laughs> so, These are both local boys. <laughs> no, but but to, to answer the question, my dad, the, that one-to-one program was implemented one or two years after I left. Oh, okay. Um, I was a. Uh, I did some substitute teaching there. Okay. At Kutztown High, so I appreciated the laptops that yep. were. My that dad were there. would spend his summers. He would travel a little bit through the school year, but during the summers, when he was off from teaching, he would do the the pro the, the uh, professional development one to one program yeah. implementations. Oh, cool. And then he actually he's uh, he's uh, uh, retired at Kutztown. He is now teaching down in Southern Delaware, Cape and Lopen, and they've just gone one to one down there. Uh, oh, yeah. iPad one to one. Oh. Uh, and they're doing the whole program down there. So. so they so they live there. Yes. Yeah. As soon as I moved back to Kutztown to open the brewery, my all my family left. They were like, <laughs> out of here. like we, we thought, to do that. Yeah, we got rid of him when we were when he was thirteen, and now he's coming back. We're out. You know. So no. Man, I, so, yeah. so were you like traveling from like thirteen on? Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I would. I would wow. Say, what's that like? Yeah. yeah really. Was your Was your family really with you? My life up. <laughs> Did you have somebody go with you? Did you have, or were uh, you on your own? My mom and dad came to the first two events, uh, New York City and Chicago, and after that, you know, I mean, they were they were educators. They were working. They didn't have the the freedom to just leave yeah. work and. They put the trust in my team managers and stuff like that, and they kind of just. Now you were yeah, making money up. at that time, right? Yeah. Or were your parents making money? Well, at that Both. time. All right. All right. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> Both. I mean, we. You know, it started off slow. It was a interesting industry, but there was also a lot of money being thrown around because nobody really knew what to make of it. Yeah. Right. And there was all these outside companies coming in. I mean, I, I for a while was Did sponsored. You go to school? Did you have to like do? I I dropped out of high school uh, after a while <laughs> of not being there, and yeah. I tried to homeschool, and it was just too much of a challenge. Yeah. And so I just went and tested out for a GED, and, okay. and did that whole program. Eventually went back and, and did college, but um, dropped out there too because I just felt like I was not 
it wasn't getting me to where I you needed to be. You had enough skill sets, and, and, and that's an interesting thing, because there are so many oh, things say, that... Like when you're 13, you can't just... Well, both my, I mean, both my parents were educators, and at the time, they said to me, they, you know, they were like, "Hey, you have this opportunity now. Go do it, right. and uh, and you can always go back to school." Yeah. And yeah. my parents, I owe the world to them uh, from their support then at thirteen to, yeah. to saying goodbye and hey, go do what you're yeah, going to yeah. do to the the brewery. You know yeah. I mean, this is they've been they've been the the real founders of all this stuff, like. Without their support, this would have none of it would have ever happened. So, they're the they're the people behind it. So all. they support big and, time, and they come out and big time. They, um, my dad, my dad is a very good beer drinker, and that helped <laughs> me get into this whole thing. Right, yeah. right. You're only gonna yeah. be the best 13 year old rollerblader in the world for so long. So take advantage. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're gonna turn 14 soon, so you better. That's right. <laughs> Or you're gonna turn forty-five <laughs> soon. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. it. It it happens quick, <laughs> you yeah, know. It does. But uh, no, you know, it's it it all translates a lot for me. I felt so comfortable in the craft beer world, you know, kind of circling back to that. That I I spent a, a very fortunate, awesome seventeen years in the action sports world, and when I it, you know again it kind of goes back to your question on how do I go from home brewing into the craft beer commercial craft beer yeah. world. It's, I felt comfortable here. Yeah. It, it is very similar to me, uh, the camaraderie and the willingness for companies that have been around for some time, like Trogues and Hershey. John Trogner reaches out and has been there as a, a mentor and a, and a person to lean on. The question I was trying to dig at before is, like, are the nuts and bolts of it. I, like, how do you go from... Oh, you just spend a lot of money on an attorney to do paperwork. (laughs) (laughs) You scale up, and then you just go around and ask people to buy your stock? Well, a little bit. (laughs) A little bit. I mean, mean, you know, I did a Kickstarter program, and so I got, I used, you know, so that was... I was a little tech for you. I was was getting ready to say, let's bring it home to some technology, come on. I raised raised a little bit of money, more than I I had hoped, Uh, and it also was... I mean, more than anything, it was a marketing platform. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was. It so, was what did you use as your Kickstarter? Did you have a, a particular beer that you were using for that, or just? No, it was the overall concept of we're, we're gonna. And this again, this was this was the original vision where it was going to be a very small, almost homebrew nano system that was feeding a, a small little tap room. When I look, size. when I look through that door, that doesn't look very small. Yeah, it didn't. It never really happened the way that I pictured it. Right, that, that just doesn't. Which has been pretty much everything in my life has never yeah. really worked out the way I thought it was going to. But yeah, that's big. You know, it's all it's 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 all it's all good. I mean, everything's yeah. gone gone, and I've embraced it, and we run with it. That's awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, it, and that, it, and it was it was all very good reason that it wasn't a nano little intimate. Um, it got early traction. People were excited about what we were doing, whether it was a bit about my background story or a bit about the beers. We may never know. Um, but basically, I had distributors interested in selling our product um, before, right away, we, right? before we even had product. And so um, I had uh, what, Pat LaQuasto, he's one of the sales reps at Shangi's, who's our wholesale uh, partner for Eastern Pennsylvania. Um, and distributes us to many great accounts throughout the Philly, up to Scranton, you know, Allentown, Berks County, you name it. Um, 
for whatever reason, he had he saw something in us. He took us to his bosses at Shangies and the owners at Shangies, and those guys jumped on board with us. And you know, we still obviously are, are in a partnership together, and we're still always every day trying to figure out how to do better and how to figure out this crazy industry that's going on right now with a lot of breweries. But um, Kickstarter was that catalyst for us right, right. Because, you know it wasn't just a, a, a money raiser uh, that was great but it's but also really a confidence too right absolutely like, yeah. we've got we had people from well well outside this area uh, supporting us yeah in Kickstarter and, and to be honest we really didn't make any actual profit off of Kickstarter because we gave so many things away to everybody and we continue to with our our what we call our founders club through Kickstarter um, you know, but it got got the name out there, got people thinking about it, and and I, it was really, I mean, it was like probably the strongest free marketing that we could have ever received. Right. Yeah. So um, that was the start. That was the real start. I mean, pun intended. That was the real kickstart. Right, right. I mean, that was that was how we got the whole thing going. If you have anybody uh, from the area, Shaney's is a. <clears throat> I mean, you could buy beer there, but they're, they're but they also like didn't they like get on the craft brew thing really early. Oh, they and were they, they were they, one of the originals in this area, and they got the rights to distribute a lot of the beer. Yeah. So they were sort of the funnel for a lot of that. Absolutely. They they have everything. Yeah, yeah. they've got Actually, it all. And all the other beer places get it through Shady. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you walk in their retail store, I mean, it says beer heaven, and it's pretty pretty darn accurate. You can get any um, beer from. I have to wonder though, you know, and I was thinking about as you were talking about the competition that's out there is like, when I walk into Shangies, it's like, there's so many beers. How do I decide? There's just rows of, just every different kind of beer is out there, yeah. and it's like, yeah. how do you stand out, you know, in that group? Uh, well, that's that's our day to day challenge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. just and and, and I, I know we're, I do lots of relating here, but I mean that was why, uh, that's why I put my ass on the line. And work work to become the first guy to do double backflips on a vert ramp, and then triple backflips the next year. Because when everybody's fighting for the same thing, you yeah. got to stand out. Yeah. And so we're doing the same thing every day with beer now. But I think that's, that's a challenge, right? It, it's not just can I be better than the guy next to me? Can I do something that the guy next to me is doing? But I just did this, but I got to do this plus this the next time I do yeah. something because. Just to watch me do this isn't good enough. I got to see me do this and this, right? Yeah, absolutely. So if you have eight beers this year, you can't say, I'm only going to do the same eight beers the next year. I'm going to do 10 beers and I'm going to do a a saison or I'm going to do it, you know, some, you know what I'm saying? Well, so for me, I'm I'm quality over quantity anytime. I, I don't, I'm not worried about how many beers we have out, but I do love, I think everybody does. Because our attention span is so short, <laughs> that there's all you always need a flavor of the month, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we've we've introduced that with our X Reserve series, which is a very limited release kind of experimental brewers reserve series. And so we constantly have new beers coming out in the X Reserve series. The latest one we released is the Belgian style triple, and and that's great because it keeps a new beer coming out all the time, but it's in very short limited supply. Right. Um, as far as the beers that we make all year long, I'm not worried about constantly adding more. I'm worried about 
being consistent and having having fans that love one of those beers and and that's their go-to that's what they want to go to the store on a friday afternoon when they're done with work and they're getting ready for the weekend and grab a six-pack of every friday yeah i want and, and those and rabid fans and we've and, yep. we've we've accomplished that with nick and his team in the back brewing they have created a very consistent quality control program that every time you go grab a hop suplex it's going to be the same as the last time and you have confidence in that beer um, but then we hit you with nice flavors of the month with those ex reserve beers and that's wow. really I think keep that, your attention I mean I could be wrong but I think that the, the farm the farm to brewery caters to that as well because yeah. as the season changes the ingredients can absolutely change. absolutely get ourselves a fresh Yes, and that's and that's where you see a lot of the X reserves going is it'll they'll rotate with the seasons and things like that. Um, Maple Mistress, which has, I guess, we would call our most popular or well-known beer, um, you know, is is a seasonal, and we rely greatly on local-grown butternut squash. We do local local maple syrup with it, um, and. You know, it's it's kind of it's one of those things you look forward to as the weather changes going into the fall. Yeah. So it it's yeah. it's just part of the it's part of the season. It's part of that emotion that comes with it. Uh, you know, some cooler temperatures and the changing of the leaf. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of change gears a little bit. Um, oh yeah, you guys got to talk about tech stuff. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, whatever. I don't. I don't care about well, that. I have a question for you regarding that when we get right. there. Right. But. but so you know, I came out. Last week, and you know, just kind of scoped out the area and and had some beers and and just chilled and hung out with you and, and, and Jeff, Jeff. Yeah. yeah, and 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 got to meet Nick. And when I when I walk through that door, which takes us into the brewery, right from the tap room into the, the actual production space, that yeah. really seems like a brewery, and it's in full action. It's it's a real nice big space, right? And I'm sitting in the tap room. Well, actually, when I pull up, why did you choose this location? Um, and and I want I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about this location, and and about your plans for the location, and okay. because it is it is the I've been to New Belgium Brewery. I've been to you know, Sierra Nevada. I've been to some of these other breweries, and it's this is nothing like any of them right i've been right. to so many craft breweries and this is like none of them well let's let's so tell everybody kudos to you thank you but what the hell are you thinking man well, help me out well let's start we'll, we'll start first with kutztown's hometown so that's where i was looking yeah, right. around i wanted to be in this area uh two we ended up at an old chevy car dealership Oh, that's what this uh, is. Yeah, this it, is it, it's, it's a car dealership. We are sitting in what used to be the parts the, area, um, right? The service counter. Yeah, yeah, this is where you would come in and you know drop your keys off for service and and whatnot. And we brew in the the old shop. Um, the the old showroom is becoming the gastropub up front. Okay. And uh, and so. <laughs> We are in an old Chevy car dealership. Um, <laughs> how, how did we end up here? Yeah. Uh, I needed to find a new location because, the, like I said earlier, this thing grew quickly, and, and uh, before we even had a product out the door, we needed more space and bigger equipment. 
and so on and so forth. So I started searching. At the time, uh, I had been looking actually outside of Kutztown into some other areas, but uh, the owner of the car dealership and the property, and the dealership was vacant at this point now for I think six years. And so um, Don Ment, who owned, and owned the building and the property, uh, we got plugged in together through mutual friends and, and attorneys and whatnot, and uh, he made me an offer. Well, we, we were going to only use about a third of the building, and we got going with that plan. The township nixed that, um, that we couldn't have multiple uses in here. And so I just kind of grew into some big boy pants real fast, <laughs> and right. we took over the whole property, and it's not a bad thing. Um, you know, it was, I look back on it, and it was a blessing in disguise that the township didn't allow us to do a multiple use in here. Because um, it forced us to grow, it forced us to really take amateur hour and throw it out the window and, and start being pros. and. In two and a half years, it's turned into this, and you know we're about to open the restaurant. So all good stuff. Uh, stressful, still is, yeah. but um, we're growing into the space, and we got more space to use, and so it worked out. But Don Ment uh, was just a fantastic asset as far as he wanted. He was willing, and and also saw the vision that I had, and was willing to work with us, and uh, you know be kind and selling the property to us and things right. like that so it was all good stuff I mean I think it's really kind of cool it's it's a little odd when you're when you're first coming in you're like I, I'm supposed to get my car worked on here and, and pour me a beer while you're at it hopefully, <laughs> you know? hopefully by the time we open the front in a few weeks here the curb appeal of the front will be different that you you are some of the coolest restaurants I've ever been in have been like banks or Right, right. It had some other history, yeah. some other yeah. past. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely, you know, and in the back is a perfect amount of warehouse. Well, you've got your bay warehouse. doors that you the, ride onto the, the trucks. Part you're, you're, is like we're not even we, we aren't even playing out the car theme at all or anything like that. Because <laughs> I'm not even a car guy. I'm like, you know, I don't, There's not like a lift back there that lifts the beer. They're all gone. They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> we, we cut them off. <laughs> <laughs> What's that for? It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. It makes cool exactly. We should have kept one and, and like been able to like lift a fermenter up and down or that something. That's cool. fun. <laughs> See that? That's what some of those other breweries would have done. They would have kind of played up on that. I, well, the building was. I would have if the toys were still here. But oh, the building yeah. was empty when we got here. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a you're you're a gadget guy? So I yeah. did see you with with a MacBook Pro. You've got yep. an, I, an iPhone. You've been twiddling yeah. with. Well, like I said, I mean, I grew up on Apple products. Uh, I never owned. I don't think my family ever owned a PC in our lives really um that's just what i grew up on um that that's me and my dad and uh so it was second nature you know i was i was right there with the rest of us standing in line for the first iphone all that <laughs> crap you know yeah. you're one of us right i, I still have my original ipod yeah uh first generation all that stuff i'm, I'm just <laughs> i'm a i'm sure if uh if danielle's still on there i'm sure she's Putting uh, little emojis up of like my nerd glasses getting pushed up right now. <laughs> so did you but skate with your iPod? Did you? You know, I actually didn't. I was, 
I have, I, I had, and I can't even do anything like ride a bike, run anything with headphones in. I get disoriented. So I, oh, I, never, I never skated. Even if the music was really loud in the venue, yeah. uh, I, I needed to be able to hear surrounding sounds. So I never, I don't ever put headphones in to, unless I'm sitting on a seat to just relax. But uh, yeah, I, um, I mean, I use my phone, my iPhone is everything. Like I, from, yeah. from like tracking fitness stuff to beer geekery to, you know, my day-to-day -day business. Um, yeah. I live on my phone pretty much. Well, listen, so do you make sure you back it up, all right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah so make sure it's backed up. Um, do you do you handle the social media for? Uh, no, uh, the, uh, Danielle, who we're who we're speaking of yeah. via computer, yeah. via, uh, via Mixler, yeah. She's, she is our uh, promotions, marketing, social media guru. Um, I don't. I, I honestly. I'm horrible at the whole hashtag thing, so she takes care of it. That's okay. We, we're just about one step ahead of you. Yeah, we're, we're, if, if that. We're, we're, no, we're a year into learning how to do that. You know what? She's we almost, me, we almost know what Twitter means. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Like, but I think maybe it's time to transition into, because we're starting. Is it, is it time? Separate time? Time for actually. Let's do that for a little Yeah, absolutely, and I'm so curious about what what you have for like your favorite app that you use. It can be anything. Hmm. Is there a favorite does it, app? Is it is it the app that I need like that I use the most? No. What do you, no. what do you the one that gets you going? What, what do you what, love? What do you yeah, love? Yeah, you could be you, know, you could probably use Safari the most, but what do you but what do you love? Like what do you what do you love? Is it a game or is it some, something that you would want to recommend to somebody else? That's really what it boils down. Hmm. <laughs> and if you need if you need a moment, we can start. We, we with can start with ours. I want yes. to start then. I, Guys, I'm yes. I'm running out. I'm running out of apps. My list is getting low. I tried to make this my app of the week months ago, but it didn't exist on the app. And now it is back. It is apps oh. gone free. No, come on. Take it up. Come <laughs> on. It's all about double dipping. No, no. It's you can get it now. So it is so, the most popular app ever. What? Hey, Ian, I think we need a beer over here. He's trying to be quiet about it. <laughs> now, okay, Bob tried to do Apps Gone Free as his app of the week like like three, four months ago. And you couldn't get it and at And it the didn't time. exist. It didn't exist. But you can get it now. And now he's going to reuse it because you can no, get it. You know what? I'll bring up another one. But now that Apps Gone Free is actually a, a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a real thing. It was a real thing five years. Yeah, the same thing. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> about... about Five years ago, I downloaded it. It 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 searches. Uh, it has an algorithm. It searches the app store for apps that cost money, and then they go free. One and of so, our listeners sent that. No, that was my. He I told know, us but he he, he resent right. it this week. You wouldn't let me be. It, you guys wouldn't let it be an app because it wasn't there. It, but now it didn't it's there. exist. You still used it. I insist that you download it now. I, I have it downloaded. Okay, now, it's downloaded. I, I will give you another app because because. Uh, I oh, you what? How many apps are you going to give this week? No, I will. You, you guys said. Right. No, he should give another app. All right, you're right because that. No. It How many count. weeks can you use app of the apps? I know you guys won't let me use Shazam again. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be right up T Bone's alley. All right. It's called Wake. It's an alarm clock. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's very pretty. I tried has, that one. Yeah. It has tremendous reviews. It it's it does one thing. 
in one thing really well. It just does this, and you can you can you can set it up on your on your. Uh, it's very pretty. On your nightstand. You can really add. You can add new new alarm uh, alarms very easily. <laughs> Is that a feature? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so it's an alarm, it's and a, then you can add new alarms. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Check it out. Let's Doesn't it come standard? Hey, listen, I'm, drink, I'm drinking. I'm drinking ten percent beer here. Give me a break. Hashtag get bug drunk. All right, Joe, what do you got? Okay, guys, my list is getting low. It's yeah, you're you scraping. A, you're scraping you the bottom. You have a folder full of 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 apps of the week. Yeah, they all have and check marks next to them. And we are on episode forty-four. Yes. Is that right? 44 apps of the week. 44 apps of the week times three. Oh, you got, you, it took you an hour to get that. You know yeah, what because I have to do? you didn't do it in the first three <laughs> seconds. I have to recycle the one from the episode we never published. That's what I should do. That's what you should do. I'm going to find out what that one was. All right. <laughs> you have to go back uh, and re-listen to it. I mentioned this once, but I never used it as app of the week. There's an app out there. I, I found myself just wondering does this exist? And then I searched it out and it turns out it was out there. Um, there's an app called Easy Measure. Oh wait, did you do that T-Bone? I, I think I did that one. No, you did not. I did something measure. Yeah, what, no, you did a different explain, one. Where you, explain Easy easy Measure. I thought, is the technology there where you can just point your camera at the wall across the room and say, how far away is oh, that yeah, wall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen that one. No, I did something completely different, but you were I've measuring your kitchen. How like, accurate yeah. is this? Wouldn't that be cool if I could say, hey, that's 18 feet? Yeah. Um, and so there is something that sort of does it. It's a little, you know, the further you go, the more, uh, you know. What's it called again? Easy measure. Easy measure. Is it a free app? I believe so. Why don't you check that out? I'm, I'm looking right now. So it, it, you have to tell it how tall you are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this, it yeah. assumes that because you're this tall and you're going to hold your phone at eye level, that's about six or four inches or no, whatever it is. So, well, in other words, it's Joe, not accurate use, because. You use this because I, I, I had No, I mentioned it. I know what apps I used for App of the Week. No, it's right. never been used. And right. uh, I don't believe it. All right, go back. Explain it. I'll give it to you. I am explaining it. So you stand there and you point your camera at the wall and, and it shows you some, some lines. You know, it's like a camera view yeah, of what uh, you're seeing. No, it's it, Guitar Hero no, it's that not tells Guitar you Hero. how far away something is. Yeah, and it, it's it's reasonably accurate. With I would say, you know, you don't want to use it to buy your carpet. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you want to estimate yeah. the size of a room. <laughs> so if you Matt, as you guys are yeah. expanding and, and, and cleaning up, pull this app out. See, want to estimate, yeah, estimate you want the accuracy, size of use this one. Look, you guys are giving me a hard time, but Matt is writing it down because Matt. he's going to use it. Right. Yeah, no, I'm, t I'm just taking notes uh, <laughs> manually. <laughs> yeah, this will be in Bub's department. Manual Easy. notes. I appreciate so that. I I tested it for about <laughs> let's say like a like a twelve foot distance. It it's like accurate within it's a, in, about it's a foot. It's in the neighborhood. It's between ten it's and what? fourteen. All right, you know what? You're talking a lot. What do you got? Yeah, you better come up with something good. Give me a lot of shit. No, I don't. You've been dick for like a month. Give us something good. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. You had that like app that was a game that was just basically terrible. So based on your crossy roads. Big drought. Okay. So based on your crossy roads. on the Apple keynote. Hello. So based on your crossy roads, I downloaded. I downloaded Smashy Roads. <laughs> oh man! From the same guys. You're lucky Bub didn't hear that the first time. I know. Smashy roads. <laughs> yeah, it's by the same 
folks. All right, I'll try it. It's god awful, but that's not my app of the week. I just wanted to say it was god awful. All right, are you gonna delete it on air? (laughs) No. Okay. Yeah, I might. Um, What do you got? But my app of the week has actually been Kayak, Hmm. and I am in the process of of trying to figure out. Flying to California in a week and a half, and I'm coming on crunch time to buy a ticket. So, kayak has been indispensable for me to figure out the best place to fly out of at the lowest prices and give me the flight schedule, and it's all in one place. So, kayak, if you're listening, we're up for sponsorships. Um, yeah, go ahead and throw us the money. Wait, it's wait, okay. Wait, wait, before we jump ahead, why would I want kayak? You're using it, right? I'm using, using it. it. I've been using it for five like days. Travelocity or Priceline. Priceline. Because they those all tie in. They, they all tie in together. Lot, but yeah. Kayak searches all those and pulls yeah. the lowest cost Man, you fly and puts it all together. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm a Southwest guy now. I, yeah. I used to fly United when I was Southwest, if yeah. you want to sponsor <laughs> us, <laughs> we have an I'm endorsement South- from. <laughs> right. Now, I'm a Southwest guy, but I, I use Kayak big time. For two reasons, hotels, yeah. especially yeah. for hotels for like that night, that you late check-in sort of thing, and and if I can't get a reasonable Southwest flight, I jump on kayak and look at everything else. You can choose which other sites to compare: Travelocity, yep. Hotels.com, Expedia. Booyah! So there's a there's a there's a paid version. Two out of two out of two pros agree. <laughs> Well, there's a paid version as well. There is, and it's. Uh, yeah. it, what is it? What's the difference between? It, it gives the opportunity to. It doesn't do have, alerts yeah. and okay. all sorts of different okay. things. You can do price alert things. Do you guys have the free version? I free? use the pro version. You have the pro version. Yeah. Ninety-nine cents. Oh, it's oh. I think if you use it a lot, I, I think yeah. I. It's worth it. I think you I bought cheaped it. Out. No, I think I bought it. I didn't know <laughs> you there was a free version. Cheaped out. <laughs> I cheaped out. <laughs> I <laughs> got all right, Matt. What do you got? I'm, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you two. I'm gonna give you three. We call this double dip. Yeah, hold on. We call this double dip. You'll have to come next week to give that second one. Okay. I'm not gonna go in depth on this one, but just as from the beer side of, the, yeah, yeah. of this, yeah. uh, the I still believe the most valuable app as far as following a quick reference to a beer if you never had it before, and you are at a bar and you want to know more about it, you want to know what other people think about it. Right now, I think Untapped is the best app to go to. Untapped. Oh, okay. That's what do you think of um, of the Beer Advocate? That website's been around forever, and they have a I, terrible I, app. Right. Exactly. Well, agreed. So I appreciate Beer Advocate. I think that that is the industry leader in reviews. But yeah. The app sucks. The app does suck. Yeah. Okay. No offense. Untapped. No offense to the brothers. How do you spell Untapped? In Boston. Uh, <laughs> is it one word? It's un- is it? Untapped. One word. No untapped. e. Untapped. So it's just untapped. Oh no e. Okay. Yeah. No e. Um, All right, that's a good one. Yeah, that's and then great. and then okay. I have I have another that is like something that oh I already have that one. That's awesome. It's like the, <laughs> yeah, two little beer bottles clunking yeah. together. Yeah, let's really be using it. The other one that I use as far as like day to day business that's a great productivity app for me. Um, it's actually two apps that work in sync. It's Scanner Pro oh, and Easy yeah. Sign. We've actually or Sign Easy. I'm sorry, Sign Easy and, and oh, for signatures Pro. and so and I can sets. scan apps. Yeah. It gives a nice. It's better than a photo scan. Puts it into a PDF and then I can put signatures on those with the with the Sign Easy. Scanner Pro and aren't they part of the um, 
Riedel? No, aren't they part of the... Uh, Scanapro is Riedel. I can look at the info probably it? on it right here. Yeah, I, I use Genius Scan. I use Genius Scan also, yeah. but Scanapro, I've heard, is better. I think I have that. I've downloaded it at one time. Genius yeah, Scan. Yeah. 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 Uh, pro tip, do you know, Matt, in iOS 9, you can sign your PDFs without a, an additional app? I did not know this. Oh, I don't know that I do this. Yeah. I am here to learn. Yeah. Without an additional app. Awesome. Annotation is built in. Hmm. 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 Yeah. I'm going to need a lesson then. I don't know if I know how. <laughs> I have a third, you, but it no. depends on what the rating of the show wait is. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We had one, and then you said two, so really you had four. So math is not your strong suit. Well, it doesn't matter. He, I said the two work in conjunction. Together. Listen, right. he, this, I mean, we're here. This is, he was the beer. beer you know? All right, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking I, of which, speaking Ian... Ian, my boy. Ian, do, you have, do you have an app of the week for us? No. <laughs> Ian's silent. So, especially since we started off with... I love Ian. I love Ian. Ian's my favorite human being on the face of the so earth. So far, he's the best character on the show. I know, right? He hasn't screwed anything up. He just keeps the beard going. Yeah. The uh, the other app, it, it, I, I'm being serious, it depends on the rating of the show, but Bring it. it's, it's interesting... Uh, especially since the song that we started with, oh, okay. you know, this is a fantastic app. You have to buy some hardware with it, uh, but it is a fantastic app for uh, uh, long distance relationships. Does this have anything to do with masturbation? No, it, or? It, it, it has to do with long distance relationships. It's called, I think we need to change this the show. It's called We Vibe, and we it's Vibe. We Connect, and you can control uh, a vibrator. Oh, I read about this. A in distance, and so you can you can you can have fun with your partner, <laughs> your loved one, yeah, from or, a or distance. Not. Studio three or Studio C, as we might call it, is now Studio West. <laughs> He's bringing apps to the table. Studio double D. No. I like where you're going with that. Right, now I I wow. just heard about this. I've never tried it. Right. Well, it looked like I, you I, had it on I your heard, on your phone. <laughs> I, I, it was in a folder, wasn't it? Well, he has a lot of friends on the West Coast. No, 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 no. I I just I was just reading about it and I heard about it. It's yeah, sure. I, I just read the articles in Playboy. That's all I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I swear, mom. That's it. Right. Yeah, it's, I'm just. It's just for the articles, mom. I wanted you to hear uh, that straight from me. It was it was an hour and twenty minutes before we before we really got going. In the, I'd imagine in this you show. could surprise yourself with that app too. Joe's <laughs> <laughs> working the numbers. <laughs> this is a randomizer. In, in the... oh. Let me think about that. Joe's <laughs> oh. like, what's the web URL again? Let me look that I up. I could write a script yeah. that would like send a message to myself. <laughs> yeah, but that's all I got, and, and I wish well, you I, you know, I wish I had experience with it. But uh, I just I just read about it. That's all awesome. right, <laughs> that's good. I think that's good. I'm gonna pose this to our listener Bo on the West Coast. How's, how's this going for you? I think yeah. one of the things we could work on is ending the show. Is We're not. That, is we are hour? definitely not good at that. <laughs> uh, let me check the agenda. I thought we had a nice. Oh, if anybody out there really wants to hear T Bone play the tuba, please. Write us a review on iTunes. And then How many we need? Three more? Two more? Two we need more. Two more. Two more, two two more, more reviews. reviews. And what's the deadline for that? The end of the There's year? No I, I think by next Monday, if we don't have two more reviews, not gonna happen. I'm, not playing the, I'm not playing my horn. All right. 
Are you going to start you're a tuba player? I'm a tuba player. I'm, I'll put a vote in for that. Yeah, well, I'll put, you I'll put you your do money that. where your hop, mouth is and put an the, iTunes review on. on iTunes and give us a review. Yeah. All right. That gets us one closer. I'll bring the tuba into the studio. Matt, I would love for a tuba solo here at the tap room. Yeah, well, that might could happen with the right amount of beer. <laughs> Matt, thank you so much for hosting us. Our first, what, what are we calling this? Remote broadcast. Remote broadcast. Yeah. Yes. Broadcasting live from Saucony Creek. Yes. <laughs> exactly. do, do that one more time. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you I'll it. Yeah. <laughs> Old guys with glasses tuning in live from Saucony Creek Tap Room. <laughs> Come and have a beer. <laughs> Done. Amen to that. Word. Hey. Over and out. See Peace everybody. Out, have a good night. Peace out. Getting two thumbs up. You've had enough of two hand touch. You want it rough. You're out of bounds. I want you smothered. Want you covered like my waffle house. Hash browns. Coming quicker than FedEx. Never reaching apex. Just like Google Call Sock. You are inclined to make me rise an hour early. Just like daylight savings time.